Do you wish that all things wealth and finance were much easier to understand and not presented by a bunch of beige cardigan-wearing geeks? Welcome to the Clever Investor Podcast, where we're dishing up the easiest-to-understand finance program served in bite-sized chunks, so your brain will thank you as your knowledge grows. Hosted by the brilliant Owen Taylor, a multiple award-winning expert with a glorious knack for explaining the complex world of wealth in the simplest of ways. Hello, Clever Investors, and welcome to another show. The topic this week is when should you sack your property manager? So we're talking about the people that are looking after our our business, literally, our, our investment property. These are a vitally important part of the chain of you growing your family wealth. Take it from me, there's good and there's bad ones out there. I've seen some shocking ones over the years and thankfully nowadays I only hang around with brilliant ones. Joining us today in the Clever Investor studio is Vanessa Pierce, who is part of the Blue Wealth property uh, management side of things. Tell us a little bit about you. How long have you been in the property side? So I have been in property now for 13 or so years um, and uh, the last six have been in property management right up to being a senior property manager before I came on board with Blue Wealth. So you were in uh, you were on the property management side of things yes, I was. when when because you're Melbourne based. I am Melbourne based. So you went through COVID. those good <laughs> good few years of COVID. Absolutely. So I was yes, I was in Victoria or Melbourne um, during the whole of COVID, um, and all the way out to the other side. So. <laughs> An interesting time, that's for sure. It so. certainly was. It certainly was. I mean, we saw some things happening that needed to happen into the uh, into the property market, and then we saw a fantastic recovery. Yes, through the uh, through the Melbourne market. But would you say that every single property manager is back in tune to where things should be? Definitely not. <laughs> right. So let's have a look at the nitty gritties. Let's let's open up this this cupboard and see what are the things that should cause you to question have you got the right team on your side? Yeah, I think it comes down uh, to a lot of things stemming from obviously the property manager themselves um, all the way through to the support they have within the company as well. Um you can have a great property manager, but if there's not the right structures or support in place within the company, it can lead to hassles from there. Or also you could have just somebody who's just not experienced enough within the field to be able to cover all the bases that you need and, and understand what needs to be done. There's a lot of legislation. There's uh, a lot of things that you can and can't do that it's very important for you to understand as an investor what your rights are, what your what you must do, what you cannot do, and just being able to have the right property manager guide you through all of that so you aren't getting yourself in a situation where you have either a bad tenant, lots of arrears, damaged properties, or you know, you can't get them out of the property at all. So that can hinder your experience 
along the way with investments if you don't have the right property manager and team on your side. Yeah, and we're using the term property manager, but it's not just down to an individual, as you said. And from my experience, you're, you're dealing with one sort of person within the organisation, but sometimes that company just that they're working for, they could be a great person, but that company just doesn't have the right attitude to what's required. That is, a- that is right. And, you know, you'll find a lot of companies, uh, they may get a great property manager on board, but they could load them up with too many too many properties and there's only a certain amount of hours in the day and therefore things can start falling behind and and things just laid on from there. So I think it's a, it's a mix of, of multiple things, having a great property manager, having a great uh, support system for them as well, also their managers and guidance to ensure that they're kept up to date with all legislation, making sure that they're reviewing rents every month like they should be, conducting all their routine inspections, all of these things are what keep things running smoothly along the way with the tenancies. So, Because to be a property manager, you've, you're holding a qualification within real estate? That is correct. Um, are you saying there's a different skill level from sales side to then property management? Yes, absolutely. There's totally different legislation. And the one thing is with a lot of the real estate licenses or certificates, depending on what state you're in, don't tend to dive too much into property management, all that side of things. You will find a lot of it is sales-based. So a lot of new recruits into real estate may enter into the property industry. They may go into property management and they don't know anything. And if they don't have the right support with ongoing training or, you know, managers there to help guide and teach them all the ins and outs, it's going to be a disaster. So it's just really important having all the right structures within a company along with a great property manager just to keep things running smoothly for yourself. I think that's the the, the biggest frustration that I've seen with people over the years is that the, the rental side, as it used to be called, was given to the unfortunately wet behind the year 16-year-old that's it. That, <laughs> that was aspiring to be a property sales agent and they're doing the rent mental stuff as a, uh, you know, as an in-between type of thing. It really is a totally different skill. Absolutely, absolutely. There's a lot of negotiation skills that are required for the role as well. Also as well, just understanding legislation. The more you understand that, the easier the job role becomes. And that's why it's so important for property managers to be really transparent when speaking with investors or landlords or rental providers, just so everyone is aware and understanding what they need to do. You mentioned uh, that they need to be uh, good negotiators. Absolutely. What have you got what have you got to negotiate? About? I know. Tell me, enlighten me. I what? know. Well, Don't you just uh, like put a sign up at the front and everybody files through and you just pick the one yeah. on the top of the pile? And, and that's the thing. You, it, people think if you go in and, and you are the middleman and unfortunately you are sometimes stuck between two parties and you are there to make sure both sides as well as, you know, renters, as well as the rental providers or landlords or tenants are happy at the end of end of the tenancy and throughout the tenancy. So there's a lot of balancing personalities and expectations throughout that whole process to ensure that both sides are complacent and happy throughout that. 
that journey. Probably got to tell the landlord something that they might not want to hear. Absolutely, yes. And I think that's sometimes I think the problem when you've got uh, inexperienced or, or property managers who don't have the support and the backing to be able to have those hard conversations. And, and as hard as it is sometimes to hear the things you don't want to, it's really important to, to be made aware of their their obligations as a, as a rental provider. The, the COVID periods in Melbourne was obviously something that really tested your your negotiating skills yeah the COVID period especially in Melbourne was something that I don't think anyone had experienced before and like I said we all have to follow legislation and and what was happening was property managers were going on to consumer affairs or, or you know fair trading to see what what processes they needed to follow as everything came up as you understand you couldn't evict tenants lots of things that were put in place to sort of protect everybody and the legislation was changing on a daily basis and the websites would be updated but the property managers weren't being advised and then you would call you would call consumer affairs and they wouldn't know either so it was just this whole jungle i guess of just you just have no idea of what what processes you needed to follow and and that's what made it really hard and i think that's what drove a lot of good property managers out of the industry at the time was because they were so used to being so structured and understanding the processes and it was just changing on a constant day-to-day basis and you know you had tenants who weren't working you had owners who weren't working as well and you were just trying to come to some sort of uh, fair agreement where both parties were were happy and able to stay on board and as most investors would know a lot of them had to reduce their rents over that time which was just crazy and and very hard on a lot of a lot of people and luckily now we're bouncing back in Melbourne I would dare say a lot of those rents are still only just coming to where they were pre-COVID and just shooting above now. So while I feel like it seems as though rents have gone Mm. insane, I think we need to remember, especially during the inner city, during COVID in the inner inner city, those rents were just reduced. Well, it was a bit of a ghost town. It was a a ghost town. You could not give those apartments away. So, you know, that's just something we have to remember as we're looking at the market shifting. And and it's it's fabulous to see that everything's sort of coming back to life and, and where it should be, I feel. So... As it was coming back to where it was, you're obviously now managing the from the tenant point of view as well because, um, you know, their rents are now going back in line to, to where they should where be. Where they should be. That's exactly right. And these days we're finding tenants. Uh, there's a lot of discussions around investors and property managers and tenants uh, have no issue with negotiating these days. You know, we're... We increase the rents to market value and we will find tenants are coming back to us now and we're having to really show where the market is sitting in order to increase the rent to the to the amount where it should be. Talking about then uh, rent at fair market value. Yes. Then if we're picking on the property managers that should be sacked, what are the mistakes that they make then around pricing the property for for their for their landlords, for their owners? I think a lot of the issue is we're finding property managers aren't proactive. So for instance, we should be looking at rents three months pri- prior to the end of their end of their lease. Mm-hmm. Um, we're finding property managers are not increasing them at all, which is an issue. And I think it's really important that we are providing reports to the owners and the tenants which show this is where the market is sitting and this is where the rents need to be. What can our listeners 
look out for in what their property managers are not doing? What questions should they be asking? I think they should be have, expecting to have a conversation a few months prior to the end of the leases. That should That is always a good time to be having the conversation about rent reviews. Um, also keeping in mind that rents in Victoria can only be increased once every 12 months. Mm. And that does differ between the different states, doesn't it? Does. It does, yeah. yes and it I, does. And I, I don't think, uh, I think you'll probably agree, it, you shouldn't, shouldn't memorise what these things are because they do change. They and, do change. They do change. Every state's got its own website about what can be done. And it's not your job. It's not your job as the landlord to remember this bloody stuff. Is no, it? no, no. Your property manager should be giving you this information prior, so you understand how things should be done, the amount of time or notice periods that you do have to give tenants for rent increases, and also things like I've found in the past. Say, for instance, you're conducting a rent review, which is due. Uh, you know, the lease may be ending in three months' time. If the market's not showing that the rent should be increased at this time. I would suggest to that owner that we don't offer the tenant a new 12-month lease yeah. just for the time being. And when it gets closer to the end of that lease date, then we can review the market again before we sign them on because once they've signed into that fixed term, we cannot increase the rent. So it's important to have these conversations with owners so they are aware once the tenant signs that new 12 or six-month lease, the rent can't be increased during that time. The market's not allowing the rent increase at that time, coming back to it again in a couple of months or a little bit closer to the end of that lease date and having a look then and there. I mean, that really is sort of underlining the manager bit within their title. Right? Yes, the, you know, absolutely, uh, yes. And, and and that's just, again, comes down to communication. You know, the property manager could say, no rent increase for this time, let's sign them on. But then you've knocked yourself out for 12 months and not being able to increase that rent. Yeah. So it's just... it again, comes down to having that conversation, managing expectations and asking the question as well with your property manager if you're not sure and they can let you know the processes and the best options for you moving forward. Yeah, and that's an important thing I think you just said then. If you're not sure, it's, they're part of your team. I always talk about the uh, when you've got an investment property, it is a business. It's not just a property. You've actually signed up to, to have a business that provides public housing and, you know, your property manager is just part of your team, same as your mortgage broker, your insurance broker, you know, your your lawyer that's advising you through it. You're not meant to know the ins and outs of all of this. There's someone that you should yeah, be able to just pick up the phone and ring them and get them. And if they don't know the answer straight away, they're meant to, to be. Yeah. That's it. If they don't have the answer for you and they can't give you an option that's suitable moving forward, well, then there's a bit of a red flag for you that maybe it's, this is not not the team for you. So tell me, do you have a pet peeve that you've seen other not so desirable property managers do? You just wish that they would stop doing. Yes, the remote routine inspections. <laughs> COVID is done. COVID is done. And I know through COVID, remote routine inspections were a really big part part of the business because we could not go through the properties. But the amount of times I'm seeing still to this day, people conducting remote routine inspections. So can you um, just tell people what that so, is? So the remote routine inspection, so every, every six or 12 months, your property manager is meant to go through your investment property, 
look at the condition, look at repairs, look at any damages, just see how everything's flowing in the property. During COVID, as we couldn't go through any of the properties, what, were, what we were doing is uh, sending reports to tenants for them to conduct themselves. So basically the tenants were taking the photos more or less writing the report themselves <laughs> and uh, sending it th- through to us, which was then forwarded on to you. Mm. Um, at the time, it was what what was required. We legally weren't able to go through the properties, so it, it was necessary. But, you know, I think we're 18 months, two years now, almost past COVID. I don't know how long it's been now, but those inspections sh- should be done in person. It is so important. Tenants don't look for the things that a property manager no, needs of course to be they're looking not. for, no. you know, when it comes to you know gutter repairs or, you know, leaks or cracks and all these things, you know, they're going to take photos of... I had a tenant <laughs> that put a hot pot down on the bench top yeah. and burnt the bench top, but they just kept putting a breadboard oh, well, there you go. on top of it. And it wasn't until they moved out that we went, hang Hold on, on a, sec, a sec, and went yeah. back through the pictures and went, nah, sorry, you did yeah. that. You did that. It wasn't there when you moved in. I'm sorry. And... and and, and, and for me, it's so important to, if there are, you know, sometimes people make mistakes and they accidentally, you know, cause damages. It's really important to be addressing those issues throughout the tenancy so you're not getting to the vacate and going, hold on a second, we've now got a four days turnaround before a new tenant moves in and we've got, you know, damaged walls or damaged floors, which really we should have picked up on earlier on within the tenancy and had these items addressed. So... Mm. If your property manager is still conducting routine inspections remotely, it's a red flag. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's a red flag. So that's something when you need to uh, to pick up the phone and start looking for, for somebody else to manage your property. That's exactly right. And it's all noted on the report anyway, so whether it's uh, tenant-led. So it's something you should be, should be looking for when you're getting your routine inspection. Vanessa, thank you. Thank you for coming in and sharing just a little piece of your knowledge about this. I can see you're very, very passionate about all of this. <laughs> especially about those inspections. Anybody's got any questions around uh, property management side of things, you can contact us here at The Clever Investor Podcast. It's owen at thecleverinvestorpodcast.com.au and we'll see you all again next week for another edition of The Clever Investor Podcast. You have been listening to The Clever Investor Podcast, proudly sponsored this week by Blue Wealth Property. Are you ready to start a new investment journey? Get in touch with the industry leaders. Blue Wealth Property. Blue Wealth have a proven track record in using research to identify growth markets. And Blue Wealth have supported thousands of Australians to buy the right property in the right market at the right time. Go to bluewealth.com.au.